Good evening. Welcome to Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. And this is Patwin Lawrence. Oh, welcome, Patwin. On a stormy winter's day, Patwin's yeah. calling in because Patwin got snowed in. I got snowed in downtown. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, but it looks pretty, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who cares how pretty it looks, Patwin? That's, it's ridiculous how... Uh, the snow is, and it's it, it. This is ridiculous. Enough of this is all, enough of this already, Pavel. This is what makes yeah, you well, can't stand Minnesota winters. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, this summer will be here soon. Don't worry, oh. it'll be here before we know it. Yeah, it's from your from from your lips to God's ears. <laughs> but it's the middle of April already, so I know this is April fourteenth. And it's crazy. This is crazy, though, Pat. When it's April fourteenth, and we'll be hit with a storm. And I'm looking at yeah. the uh, monitor here in the studio, and it looks like we're looking at ten inches. And the, the roads yeah. were rough. I I took Highway 100 getting here, and uh, mm -hmm. they're they weren't they're not bad. You could tell they've been kind of plowed, but mm -hmm. uh, it you know it wasn't the best condition getting here. Yeah, well, downtown, the streets are, yeah, they need to be plowed. <laughs> it's the cars rolling over, packing the snow down, but... Um, yeah, then that's yeah, a good thing, too. cleaning off the sidewalks, though. Oh, gee, feet. thanks. But it's not doing anything, because <laughs> the snow is still coming down. So Wow, well, I mean, this is <sighs> Minnesota winters. Well... Bye, humbug, to those that are in somewhere else listening to us, and it's sunny. <laughs> no kidding. Bye, humbug, for real. The Caribbean right now. They're oh actually my. touring around in the Caribbean, hopping from island to island, doing a big Royal Caribbean cruise. Really? So I see those pictures, yeah, on Facebook, and I'm like, oh, I wish I could be there. No kidding. <laughs> no kidding. No, exactly. I want to yeah. be anywhere but this. This is, I mean, again, I don't want to keep dwelling on it, but I'm so yeah. tired of it, Patwin, already. Yeah, I know. You know, come on now. So, Patwin, um, got plenty of topics to go to, and 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 actually, because of the end of the snow wind, we got um, Jim Newberg who's going to join us on the, in the next seg segment here uh, by phone. So, this is also a uh, fan appreciation show, along with having our guests. So, make sure you call us six five one nine eight nine five eight five five six five one nine eight nine five eight five five is that call in number. Patwin, you start the news. Well, Trump. Syria, you know, uh, well, they got him, they got him, they got Trump. Yeah, it's unfortunate. That's not what he was elected to do. You know, those of us who supported him, supported him because of his talk where, you know, he's going to be bringing our troops home and that there's not going to be any more of these foreign wars. Stupid wars and, is what he said. And yeah, yeah. And then we have his Twitter um, tweets from years ago where he's doing the exact same things that he was criticizing um, Obama and, you know, other presidents right. for doing what Bush has done. Um, you know, it's, it, you know, it's really unfortunate. I'm very dissatisfied. I'm not off the Trump train, so I do want to make sure that's clear, that I'm not off the train. I'm not one of those fair weather friends where when it's going great, it's, you're there, and then when things are bad, you're not. No, uh, but you need to be the kind of friend that is able to tell your friend when they're screwing up and when they're not doing the right thing. And so this is one of those instances where he is not doing the right thing. Now, granted, we don't have all the information that he, you know, that he is privy to and, and those, you know, around him. However, uh, I can understand one perspective where, you know, he's standing firm where if Assad 
you know, cross this line. There needs to be taken action because under Obama, you know, Assad took action and Obama did nothing. So I can understand that perspective of wanting to show strength and firmness. However, you need to make sure that he actually did those things that he's being accused of doing. And we know that ISIS and al-Qaeda prior to them, you know, have gassed the people and been blaming it on Assad. So it's not clear if it really was Assad that did that. And so that's we need to make sure that before we attack people, that we need to make sure that they actually did the things that they're being accused of because that's unfortunately how wars can start. Oh, or, or like by your, or by being silly and tweeting wars and telling them, uh, and and threatening them with uh, nukes and things of that nature. No, I, look, I, right. I, I, no doubt about it. Uh, what you're saying, or uh, you hitting the nail on the head with hitting the nail on the head with what you're saying. But at the same time, I, do we expect anything different? This is who he is. This is the bombastic behavior that he exhibited during the campaign, and now uh, as he's quote supposed to be governor. And so I think. Um, it, to me, it this is this is uh, very alarming that this happened. Um, mm -hmm. As you said, we don't know if Assad. I mean, I'm 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 you know going to assume that he did, no doubt, but we don't know that Assad did this. And yeah. um, uh, I think Russia probably had a role in it. I, I think that he knows that Russia and Assad are are, are bad buddies. He needs to be tougher, mm -hmm. use tougher language. And I think, mm -hmm. go ahead, stop being partisan, and support those nonpartisan strong sanctions on Russia, on Russia, excuse me, um, mm -hmm. to, to let them know that we're not, we're not playing with you. If he wants to seem tough, that's what you do. Go to your buddy uh, Putin and tell him, look, we're not playing mm -hmm. with you, and here are these sanctions yeah. that are going to show you that we're not playing with you. I think that that's serious enough where it has to happen. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we need to be friends with Russia because Russia, you know, they're a, a, a nuclear power. And Russia really isn't doing anything to America. You know, all that stuff you know, coming out in the committees and all of that about the collusion and all of that. Um, you know, actually, Trump should be working with. Why? Putin. Why? What, what do we Why? gain from a relationship well, with them? You got two actually, minutes. We, should actually have, we actually should have synergy with Russia because Russia, they were under communism for what like 80 some years it wasn't our fault and and you know they went through a lot of what america's actually going into um so they kind of understand what's going on here where nikita khrushchev said you know we're going to take you guys over you know but it's going to be through subterfuge it was the way that you know nikita khrushchev you know probably, i would think he was speaking at the un or somewhere um his famous speech that he gave that he's gonna that russia's gonna win the day over america um uh, but you know, I think we need to learn to work together with other nations. We shouldn't be bombing. Like, I'm very much anti-war unless you've been attacked. Now, if you've been attacked, then you should retaliate, you know, as a nation state. Right. But that's why we should know for sure that, you know, a nation has done what they're accused of doing because, you know, this is the same lies where, uh, you know, we've been lied to repeatedly, whether it was Clinton, um, you know, Hillary, um, whether it was Colin Powell. You know, you know, back under Bush, you know, they keep telling these lies, saying these things are going on, and then it comes out later that these things were fabricated just to get us into a war. We know it's over oil, it's over a pipeline, you know, coming in, into the Middle East, either going down to Israel or going up to Europe, and Russia plays a part because they have a port. They want to have a port there in the Mediterranean, right where Syria is. So there's a lot of dynamics. Israel is also, you know, involved. Um, you know, in this as well. And so I think we should be doing things 
um, just that benefit other nations. We need to look at ourselves, and this doesn't benefit America at all. And so Trump's talking about he wants to make America great again, and he wants to look out for his interests. He, I, I honestly think they got to him with um, his attorney, which was, you know, which was actually illegal what happened. Oh, it wasn't. His attorney it wasn't. Office, it wasn't. You know, because of attorney-client Look. privilege. But I think they did probably find some things because nobody's perfect. And so they're probably blackmailing him. We'll oh, see. No. We'll see. This is probably the beginning. We'll see what happens how if he starts to shift um, after this. But if there is a shift, in his tone and rhetoric and his policies, then we'll know, oh, they probably did find something um, on him and they're holding him, uh, holding that over him. But uh, I, I don't like what's ha- what has happened and what Trump has done. Uh, he brought it on himself, no doubt about that. Well, Pat, look here. We got uh, Jim Dugan on the other side of the break, and we got more of him, and we got plenty more of hot topics on uh uh, depending on uh, uh, how you look at it. So this is Black Republican, Black Democrat on Twin Cities News Talk and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Welcome back, Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. And I'm Patwin Lawrence. Man, Patwin, this weather is slowing everything down. Well, like I said, it looks it looks pretty. It's pretty. Man, that is, I don't, I ain't thinking about how pretty it is. This is, oh, crazy. Man, let's bring in our guest, Jim yeah. Newberger. Man, yeah. Jim, thanks for joining us via phone. I know you couldn't make it in. And they were pretty busy with you campaigning. Oh, we are, yeah. We um, just want to say thank you for taking my call here and giving me some time to, to share with you folks. I uh, started, we drove from Becker all the way to Circle Pines, and uh, the weather started getting bad, and we had another uh, convention down in Bloomington, and uh, we made it down there, and then uh, we were trying to get back up to St. Paul, and uh, we uh, were actually get back over there to Golden Valley to join you guys, and we only made it as far as St. Paul. <laughs> so uh, by that time, uh, there were cars that were stuck uh, right on 94, and they were driving, and all of a sudden it would stop. And uh, I drive a I drive an old uh, Traverse, and I was able to to plow through some of that, but that's as far as we could get with St. Paul. No kidding, man. I, I appreciate yeah, it, and we definitely crazy. appreciate it. It was definitely crazy. I drive a Pontiac, and it's low to the ground, so. You look better off than I was. So, uh, oh, welcome. You're a braver man than I am. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> got to do what you got to do, right? That's right. Um, Jim, so what, what, what made you run for, what, why are you running for Senate? Well, I'm running, uh, Jamar, I'm, I'm running for the, uh, the U.S. Senate because it needs to be done. I am a state representative. I've been serving in the Minnesota House for three terms. And uh, to, be, to be honest with you, I honestly believe that uh, Senator Klobuchar uh, hasn't been speaking uh, for half of our state. We have a population of over five and a half million people, and um, she just uh, has not been a voice uh, for. If you uh, land on the moderate side and go all the way as far to the right as you can get, uh, you haven't had a voice uh, with Senator Klobuchar. And what I would like to do is bring some balance back to our voice in the United States Senate. Uh, she does have a voting record; it's ninety percent compliant with the, uh, the Obama, um, uh, progressive Obama um, agenda. And that's been her, uh, her MO. And uh, I really want to bring some balance back and give every Minnesotan a voice in the U.S. Senate. 
Now, with Jim, uh, I hear that all the time, especially from politicians that are running against her, uh, uh, such as Amy Klobuchar. But I mean, let's be real. Wouldn't you be just another rubber stamp for Donald Trump? I mean, I've heard some of the things that you've said. And you don't sound like you don't sound like a pretty moderate guy yourself. So wouldn't you be another rubber stamp for the Trump uh, agenda and 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 that that to me what's wrecking the economy already and a guy that doesn't want to work along party lines. So why should we send you there to go and do a bit more of what Trump is already doing? Well, when it comes to if it comes, I, I will agree with President Trump on those issues that move our nation forward. And I will definitely stand up and vote no when it doesn't. And I do have a history of that. Uh, if it's something that's going to benefit our country or if it's going to benefit our state, um, I'm going to vote. Uh, I'll, I'll agree with them. I'll work with the uh, Trump administration. Uh, but, again, like I said, if it's something like this last, uh, this last vote where they uh, had this budget vote where we had over another trillion point three, I believe it was, in yep. the national debt, there yep. would have been a no vote on that because, frankly, we cannot – continue to pass uh, pass the buck down uh, to future generations, we're in trouble. We are in serious financial trouble as a nation. We have a national debt of $23 trillion. And uh, when Senator Klobuchar was first elected, it was $8.5 trillion. And she, uh, she's got something to answer for here. Uh, we, cannot, um, we cannot pass this along to our kids and our grandkids. And someone has to you know, stand up and say enough's enough. And right now we haven't had that. Uh, we we need that voice in Washington D.C. And you know I do have a history. Uh, my voting history, if you look uh, across uh, the last six years, um, I have not always voted with my party. Uh, there's been some very big uh, policy bills. The education bill is a good example. That was a 16 billion dollar bill, uh, omnibus bill last year. I voted no. You voted no. Number one, it spent too much money. Number two, it didn't spend it in the right places. It didn't spend it. Mm-hmm. I thought. Uh, on the kids as much as we should have. And at this point, I voted no, and I took some heat for that. But you know what? I did it because I believed it was the right thing to do. Okay. Pat? All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so I, I, I absolutely agree. And I, I'm, I'm just curious, uh, Senator Newberger, I'm wondering, in terms of uh, – the issues that are going on in the state of Minnesota, because, uh, you know, at the federal level, you know, you'll be bringing back resources uh, to the state of Minnesota. Um, how do you plan, if you are elected and replace uh, Senator Klobuchar, how do you plan on impacting all of the different disparities, particularly with the African-American community, but we know that there's disparities amongst, you know, the Latino community, the Asian mm-hmm. community um, here, and also rural whites as well. So mm-hmm. what, uh, how, what are some uh, substantive things or actions that you want to uh, to happen um, to help remedy those disparities in Minnesota? Well, that's a great question, Pat. I really appreciate that. You know, we need to start, first and foremost, we really need to start to focus on the kids. Um, I know, I know the, uh, the Minneapolis community probably better than anyone that's ever run for a statewide office, and I can say that with authority. I worked in North Minneapolis as a paramedic for 30 years. Okay. Um, I, you name, you name the, the street, I've been there at least probably 25, 30 times in my career. I've been, I've been in and out of that community, and I'm, cu- I'm acutely aware of, you know, of the issues there. And it's very near and dear to my heart. I've spent a lot of time, like I said, 30 years trying to save people's lives on the north side. And uh, what we need to do is we need to reach out to these kids and first of all, we've got to allow parents to have school choice. 
We've got to allow parents, because I believe that the moms, the dads, uh, the aunties, the uncles, the folks that are that are part of that family unit, the ones that are looking out for the kids, they're the ones that need to say, hey, you know what, we know what's best for our kids, not Washington, D.C. I'm tired of these kids being counted as uh, just as numbers for federal programs in order to get dollars. And then these dollars, they get fed back to Minnesota. And you know what? The dollars don't end up with the kids. They end up in some big bureaucracy or some big administration. But Rep. Newberger. New more noses. So we've got to be able to get more money to these kids. But we have to do it by bypassing the bureaucracy and giving parents choice. But Rep. Newberger isn't okay, and I've evolved on school mm-hmm. choice. I, I actually have because I think that we need to make sure that uh, black and brown kids have a great education, whether it's outside yeah. of the city too. Okay. Yeah. But uh, here's the other thing that though, that's thank you for serving. Those, those are that's things that to me isn't that as a as a as a proud black man isn't that to me as are those dog whistles being blown for uh code for uh unpaid voucher systems that republicans complain about we're now adding more money and now who pays for that i mean we're when you look at minneapolis and 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 the 33 million dollar uh uh budget shortfall they're under uh Mm-hmm. How do we now start talking vouchers when we have a, a failing uh, economic system in Minneapolis, especially when it comes to the education? Well, I'm going I'm to pull out. First of all, I'm going to pull my. I'm going to pull a little partisan, uh, a little bit of partisan uh, punch here. Because Please do. If you look at. There's only been one political party that has. There has been one political party that has uh, had basically full control over our inner city neighborhoods, whether it be. Uh, in Duluth, whether it be in St. Paul or Minneapolis, and that party has been the Democrats. They've been in total control right. for well over 50 you years. You guys are in control now, though, Rep. I mean, yes, I'm, yes. I hear that excuse, but you guys are in control now. I mean, we could talk about what used to be and how it used to be. That's great. Mm-hmm. But you guys are in charge now. I don't want to hear. I mean, that's how we, when we, when us, mm-hmm. when Obama was president, you guys said, we don't want to hear no more Bush's fault. I don't want to hear anymore that the Democrats are in charge. Because then again, aren't you guys just as, aren't you guys just as culpable for letting these Democrats that are in, that were in charge, that are in charge for mm-hmm. running in this system, aren't you guys just as culpable? But Jamar, uh, I would say, yeah, you know, that's that's an excellent question. But I would have to say no. Okay. At the end of the day, the folks that are making the decisions with the big dollars, it's all come, it's all federally driven. And again, there's a lot of money out there that we don't have to raise taxes. We don't have to spend more money. What we need to do is spend the money that we currently have. But we have to get rid of the waste and the fraud and the mm-hmm. abuse. And really, where that I see that taking place is within. The bureaucracy. We right. have this right. Department right. of Education, yep. the federal department, and they're, you know what? They're focused on. They're just focused on test results. They want to make sure yes. that they, they teach mm-hmm. these kids to the test. And a lot of these kids, they don't even graduate. You know, we got to reach out to mm-hmm. these kids, whether they're Latino or whether they're Asian or whether they're African American. We got to reach out to these kids. Mm-hmm. We can close that achievement. Mm-hmm. No, you're right, I, and I and see, I like to hear Republicans. Got to be the family. No, you're right. I, I like to hear Pat Wynn and I definitely like to hear Republicans yeah. say that because you're absolutely right. That we need to hold everyone uh, accountable. I'm sorry, Pat. But even if you look yeah, at yeah, we do. Even if you look at if you look at testing, even uh, because those scores really do break my heart because I see that there is a public safety uh, issue that's are in those numbers. Because what are these kids going to do if they're not graduating? If they're not 
learning how to, you know, read and write and do, you know, math, what, you know, mm-hmm. how are they going to be beneficial to the workforce in the future, especially we're coming more of a technologically, you know, advanced, uh, you know, society, how are they even going to be able to compete here in America or even, you know, with people from other um, parts of the world? And so when you look at those numbers, even they're like in the 60 percentile that pass for whites. That's still like 30-plus percent of whites that are not, um, you know, passing those exams. I think that's horrible, you know, as well. And so mm-hmm. but for African Americans, it's like 30 percent that pass. So that means 70 percent. So, I mean, I really see that this is going to be, you know, a public safety issue because people typically turn to crime and mm-hmm. to be able to feed themselves when they don't have economic opportunities. And, right. you know, you can't necessarily blame it on racism or, you know, or things in the past. You know, you really have to look at what are you doing with your life right now? What are you, how are you taking advantage of opportunities? And, unfortunately, the opportunities aren't there because they're, one, not being prepared for them, uh, but, two, they're just not there. And I think school choice is great for parents to be able to, you know, get the education, uh, you know, for their children to help them to succeed and be successful because uh, you're right. Uh, I think the Democrats have done a terrible job. And I think, Jamar, it's unfair to say, well, what have the Republicans done? Because now that the Republicans are, you know, kind of completely in power, having, you know, all of the, you know, the judiciary, the, you know, House and Senate, especially at the federal level. Uh, but you Pat. can't undo 30, 40 years yeah, well, of wrongdoing. You, you can, know, but. In, uh, in like one, one session. Here's a, here's a, look, look, let, well, let's let uh, Rep. Newberger answer that on the other side of this break yeah. here, Pat. When, uh, oh. This is Black Republican, Black Democrat on Twisty's News Talk and on your iHeart Radio. Don't you know that we can't worry about the things they say? Welcome back to Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. And I'm Patwin Lawrence. Patwin, I even gonna, since you're in the studio, I'm not even going to ask if you even recognize that voice because you don't, so I ain't going to ask you. Okay. <laughs> 651-989-5855. 651-989-5855 is that call-in number. And uh, joining us today um, on the phone, via phone, is uh, Rep. Newberger, who's running against, who's running for the endorsement uh, to challenge uh, Amy Klobuchar. Uh, you and uh, Robert Bernheiser. All right, is there someone else that, uh, that that that's also running for the endorsement? Uh, not to my knowledge. Okay, right? just you and Rob Bernheiser. Gentlemen out there, but no one that's officially declared. Okay, okay. Uh, Rep. Newberger, I uh, you know this is Keep It Real Radio, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got something that, uh, I, you know, what I do is shoot straight from the hip. And so I've got something I want you to hear, and we'll talk about it uh, as soon as it's over with. Uh, one of the reasons is, is uh, that okay. nobody really likes to talk about is, is right on the edge of St. Cloud, about uh, not maybe a half a mile, quarter a mile uh, from, the, from the rail tracks is the uh, St. Cloud State Prison. Boy, wouldn't that be convenient to have that rail line going from the prison to North Minneapolis or uh, to any other section? Now, uh, that was me. That was you, no doubt about yeah, it. So I'm not going to deny that. So why that was, should that, that why, why should black and brown folks vote for you when uh, via your comment sounds like a guy that thinks that uh, there should be a, a a rail system built so that black that would uh, export black folks uh, from uh, North Minneapolis to jail? Why? Well, you know, I, I appreciate that, and I want to take that one head on. First of all, you know, it's when I made that comment, 
I wasn't referring to any race, not one single race, because if you look at the north side, which I know, if you look at the north side, it is a multicultural community. So yes. when folks uh, folks are taking offense to that, um, I you know I I was not targeting any specific race. If you do look at the crime rate in North Minneapolis, and that's what I'm specifically talking about. If you're looking at the environment that these people have to live in, and if you look at the crime rate, there are very few neighborhoods, if any, in our state, if any, that have a higher crime rate. And why? We need to reach out, and we need to help these folks. And, you know, I, you know, Jamar, um, I get a little emotional when we talk about this because black people and brown people, the folks that live in North Minneapolis, are very near and dear to me. I've spent 30 years saving their lives. I've spent 30 years. I was the guy that was there when these kids get shot up. I'm the one that's trying to keep them alive. I'm the guy that's there when mom has the heart attack. I'm the guy that's there that delivers the baby in the back of the car. All of these beautiful black people. I've been there for 30 years trying to save their life. Okay, Rip, Rip, I get that. I get that. When people try to say I'm being, I'm trying to target one race, there are people are trying to say that I'm being prejudiced against a race. I'm not. I'm very concerned about the crime rate, and I'm very concerned because I'm the one that has Okay, but Rip, I get that, though. I, I get that. But then isn't there – you're a smart man. Isn't there a better way to articulate exactly what you're saying? Now, again, what we're you're tired right. of is hearing you're white right. folks that come into you're our right. neighborhoods that work with us and that work in, and work in the hood mm-hmm. have empathy and not really show it. So, you, again, you're a smart man. You're an elected official. Isn't there a way – and I'm not, and, and really there's really no justification for what you say compared to what you're saying now what you said then to compared to what you're saying now isn't there an articulate way to say exactly what you're saying if you have compassion for the for us black folks and black and brown folks in the hood isn't there a way to articulate that better than what you've done so far well you know what and you're right and there could be but and there should be but and, and again if if anyone is if anyone is taking that as a uh, as a statement against one particular race uh, that's not what I was saying. And when my concern is, and could I have articulated that better? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, the environment that is the north side, or the south side for that matter, or parts of St. Paul, is one that needs to improve. It's an environment where I've watched little kids and, and young people, their lives just it's been very difficult to watch their But you didn't say South. You didn't say North, though, Rep. Newberg. There's a way, again, and then the the expression that you gave after you said the comment to me uh, was kind of like, okay, well. So, again, Rep., if you're asking for a vote, and don't, let's let's be real, a lot of those votes to get you elected would have to come from the inner city. And this is why that uh, Klobuchar has a stronghold on because she's made relationships with it. You, who do you have a relationship with that you've been building with, like Klobuchar can that you can name right now from the hood or anybody else from the Native American community, Asian American community that you've been building a coalition with before now, prior to this election. Oh, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked that. I've, uh, I've built a really good and strong relationship with the Hmong community and also with the Chinese community. I've also reached out to the Latino community. And as far as the other communities, the Russian community, I'm working on that too. There's a strong, uh, a large Russian component here. And also the the, uh, the black community. I'm, you know, uh, Jamar, I'm, I'm going to tell you again. I spent 30 years, 30 years saving black people's lives. And every one of them was worth it. Every every effort I made for 30 years, 
trying to save people's lives. And if that doesn't count for something, uh, I don't know what would. Now, sometimes uh, when comments are made, sometimes they're taken, some people are going to take it as a racial comment. I'm sorry, but that's not what that was. I care. I truly care. And folks are just going to have to see that because I, I, I don't know what more to say. If you can't, if 30 years of saving people's lives on the north side isn't enough, then I can't say anymore. Pat? Yeah, so uh, I just want to say I, I can kind of understand, Representative um, Newberg, kind of what you're saying because, you know, I've even made comments about, like, when we were just talking about the test scores, you know, where I've said, well, you know, since, you know, these test scores are so low, low, you know, it's a public safety issue, we might as well just, you know, take all that money and, you know, and build prisons because they do build, you know, prisons off of these test scores. Um, and so, but, you know, as an African-American, I guess I can say that, whereas, you know, somebody else probably could not, you know, make that statement. So um, I, I think with your service that you've done for 30 years, you know, on the north side, you know, is very good, and I think that you should be promoting that. Uh, but also with Amy Klobuchar, she is no, um, you know, saint either, because I believe, if I'm not mistaken, before she became a senator, um, she was uh, a, a prosecuting attorney, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. um, for Hennepin County. And then I'm curious to know what was her conviction rate for black and brown people um, in the city? How um, did her work, you know, as a prosecuting attorney impact um, the black and brown communities. I'll be very interesting to know. I know what people have told me and have said. I haven't seen the data for myself, but I'd be very interested in knowing uh, that. And so I think a lot of times people do take things out of context. Um, I can see kind of what you were saying, how you could make those comments that you did, but I, I do think that, unfortunately, uh, you know, sometimes things do get taken out of context or utilized, um, you know, in a way that's, you know, not seen as not helpful or that might be, you know, discriminatory. Um, but I just want to say I kind of understand what your comments um, uh, meant, but I think in terms of getting over that, I think, you know, really promoting your 30 years of service, you know, in the community and highlighting that um, should show into the larger context of those comments. And I will say this, and I can say this as a matter of fact, is that there are people who are alive today they are alive. They are breathing. They have a pulse. They're alive today because I did the right thing at the right time to save their lives. Where? And these are black people that live in North Minneapolis. If, I don't know what else, what more you, you know, what more you can have me say, but you know what? It, to, to, to take that out of context, it's just, it's not correct. And I, I will do as a senator, and I've already taken a number of votes that have been very pro North Minneapolis. I have a voting record after the fact and before the fact that says, you know what, the north side, not just the north side, but all of the inner city matters. And all of these kids matter because I want to, I want to dial back to the education uh, question. Absolutely. Because we can go, we can go round and round about this issue, uh, but what I really want to go round and round about are these kids because yep. they're the future. Yeah. And when I was growing up, we had technical school. And you could go and learn a trade. And you know what? I yep. really want to see, because we've got yep. Summit Academy that's going out there, and they're doing an amazing job for kids. But right now we need to do more, not just in all around Minnesota, not just in the cities. And we've got to be able to tell these kids, hey, you know what? We want to teach you a trade. We, yeah. I don't want to just mm-hmm. give you a yep. job. I yep. want to give you a career. Yep. I want to yep. let you earn your dignity like everybody else through your career. 
Look, Rep. Newberger, what, and I agree with that, and I love to hear Republicans say that, and, and, and I think that you're absolutely right. No one, Republican or Democrat, stresses straight at stresses trades anymore when colleges sometimes are totally unaffordable or just not for everybody so you're absolutely right there. but i think I, that I, I one thing that I you could do and i did i became a paramedic see exactly and i but mm-hmm. i think that one mm-hmm. thing that you could do to uh you know what look do you got one i got a few i got one more question for you, you got uh, sure. a, a few more minutes we can hold you over to the next one more segment Oh, whatever you want to do. Okay, I got one more question for you on the other side of the break. This is Black Republican, Black Democrat on Twin Cities News Talk and your iHeartRadio. Welcome back, Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. And that in the background is Pat Wynn and our smooth sounds of Zap and Roger. Pat, don't you love when I get that uh, that sultry in my voice? Oh. <laughs> You're a hater. You're a hater, Pat. You're a hater. That's what you are. You're a hater. Everybody else likes it, though. Welcome back to Black Republican Black Democrat. Our uh, via phone, our guest is Rep Newberger. Uh, Rep Newberger, I, I, I just got a few more questions before you are uh, wrapping up here. Uh, number one, I think going forward, what you could say, uh, I won't. I, I'm not going to bash you in the comment, but I think that. It, things can be taken out of context, yet I think that at that moment you had uh, plenty of time to clear up that statement if it was taken out of context. So I think that we only get it the way that it's received, and if it was taken out of context, it's your job, your responsibility to have cleared that up. But I think a way to one of the ways to clear that up is: do you uh, do you vow now to? Go forward. You're asking for our votes to start building a relationship in the black community to come both south and north and start mingling and meeting black people to build a relationship with them instead of just asking for our votes. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want I would like to build a relationship with communities all over our state. And every vote counts. Every vote's important. And I just want to reiterate. Yes, sir. The folks that live in the inner city, these are people that are not going to be forget, uh, forgotten by me. Okay. Because I, I spent my career there. That's where I made my living. And to say uh, to say that I understand the issues, that I understand the environment, and I understand the dynamics uh, that these families face every day, it's entirely accurate. And I would I would welcome the opportunity uh, to reach out to any community to build a relationship with them. I'm gonna hold you to that. So uh, we currently have uh, have been experiencing record surpluses here in Minnesota. Republicans mm-hmm. will poo-poo it and uh, claim that uh, you're overtaxed, but we know that when Governor Dayton uh, first ran, he vowed to tax the rich, and that's what he's been doing, and that's where you get some of these ex- extraordinary budget surpluses from. Now, if we send you to Washington, or what have you done now that would, uh, how do we distribute that money, especially now, uh, you're on a radio station with two black hosts, so as you notice, the, the agenda now can be, especially uh, when there's a federal or local elected official, we stress uh, the black and brown community. So, with this budget surplus, how would you, if, uh, as, uh, as Senator Rep now, and as a senator, how would you recommend we start distributing that monies to help uh, uh, working families uh, in the in the in our communities? Well, I guess you're gonna have to. First of all, I want to go back to your original comment, uh, to Pat, when you first came on. I kind of like the soul train voice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay, I'm see, with you he's on a charmer. <laughs> um, so I got to give you that. Uh, no, going back to uh, going back to the surpluses. Uh, as a, I'm a conservative, right? And I always have been, always will be. 
And the reason why we have a surplus is because the American taxpayer, the taxpayers in Minnesota, were overbilled. Oh, well. If you go to Walmart and you buy something and they charge you too much at the cash register, uh, what you're going to do is you're going to look at it and say, hey, wait a minute, you charged me too much, and you're going to want uh, whatever it is, the overage, give them back to you. Taxpayers, they've been overcharged. If we've been, if we've been overcharging them, my first choice is to give back the money to the people that have been overcharged. Now, in Minnesota, that's impossible because of the political dynamic. It's just not going to happen. So what I prefer is, is I prefer to invest that money in areas that are critical, areas like tax relief, areas like transportation, uh, areas uh, like infrastructure, those areas that will really uh, help to move our state forward, and also to create, to create an environment where people, kids, can have a future. Uh, throwing more money, if we're going to throw more money at these kids, then we've got to make sure that the bureaucracies and the bureaucrats don't get first, second, third, fourth, and fifth bite at every apple because that's what they're doing right now. And we have to make sure that that money, whatever money that we put towards helping any neighborhood, any community, that that money goes, that the, we can spend it wisely and smarter and we, we bypass the government because right now the government is failing us. Mm-hmm. Pat? Yep. Pat? Yep. Huh? Oh. Um, yeah, so, I, you know, I kind of agree with the uh, uh, comments that you've made, but I'm just curious, uh, besides the issue of education, uh, what are some other um, uh, uh, opportunities that you see that can, you know, uh, decrease those disparities that, you know, we mentioned earlier um, that impacts, you know, black and brown um, community? So we know education is one area that you'll focus on, but how about in terms of um, policing, or home ownership, or, you know, our jobs, for instance, or creating entrepreneurial opportunities. What are some other um, things that you right. that you would work on to improve uh, those communities? Uh, I'll tell you right now that some of the some of the biggest demand that I've heard, because I am on the I am the vice chair of the jobs and energy committee, and for over the years I have heard from uh, entrepreneurs of, of every racial background uh, come forward to us and just give us an opportunity to get the government off our backs. Help us to grow, and don't punish our success. Uh, we had a we had a, a an organization, a group of guys from the north side who were very much into renewable energy, and I'm not. I'm not a big I'm not a big wind and solar person. I do support wind and solar if it's privately if it's privately done if it's a private enterprise. And these guys came forward and they were they were really uh, interested in this. They were entrepreneurs and they were from North Minneapolis. And you know what? I support those guys because they were trying to do it right. They were trying to grow their business, and they were trying to make uh, create opportunities for people right there. And who would have, who would have thought that you would get a renewable energy um, company out of North Minneapolis? I'm excited about that. I thought that that was great. We never saw that coming. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I welcome more of that. But here's the thing. Once we give these people the opportunity and once we help them to grow their business, then don't then get out of their way. Don't have the government standing there waiting to, to, to crush them to say, okay, you, you've been successful. Now we're going to punish your success. That is what's crippling entrepreneurs. That's the one thing that I think is absolutely, uh, that has to absolutely change, is that we, we need to, we must foster opportunity for everybody. And, once, and if and when you are successful, and God bless you if you are, not to punish people for their success. Punishing them by, by taxing and regulating and, and, and seeing and fining them to death. Folks, we see that all the time. 
And you know what? This this cuts across any community, and especially the you know the people on the north side. I want to see that. I get, let me get real straight with you. I want to see North Minneapolis. I want to see South Minneapolis. I want to see all the neighborhoods, the inner cities in, in St. Paul. I want to see them prosper. I want to see them. I want to see them surpass the suburbs. I would love to see that. And the only way we're going to do that, in my opinion, is to give these people the opportunities not to have jobs, but to have careers. These are things, a career that someone can have for a lifetime, someone, something that they can define themselves by, but we cannot punish their success, and that's what we're doing. And, and, and uh, Jamar, I'm sorry, but I, I really believe that the Democrat Party um, really needs to wake up to that issue. Well, I think that I think that again. I I hope everybody culpable because I mean you could say what the Democrats didn't do. You guys are in charge now, and it's you know I, I could say the same thing now too. But here's the thing: win or lose. Uh, I mean, because I don't know. I, here's my two part question here before I let you go: win or lose. Uh, number one, do you think you have a do you think you stand a good chance of winning uh, the nomination and uh, against winning against Klobuchar and win or lose? All that you're saying about working with uh, uh, the black folks and working with the black and brown community, if you lose, do you vow in your position now to continue or to do more to see uh, to uplift black and brown people? Well, first of all, when it comes to the, when it comes to the endorsement, the nomination, um, there's no guarantee on that. I'm working very hard for that, and I'm hoping to earn people's uh, support on that, and we'll know on the 1st of June. Uh, yeah. As far as to continue to work in an official capacity, um, I don't. I won't have that ability to do that unless I get reelected. Because what I'm doing is I'm I'm uh, I'm imposing my own term limits. Okay. I'm walking away from the Minnesota House of Representatives. I am putting everything on the line. I am. People are saying, Jim, you're a, you're in a pretty safe district. You're in a pretty safe seat. So why would you do this? Why would you walk away from this to pursue this Senate race? Well, I'm doing this because it needs to be done. Because we don't have a voice in D.C. and Folks will say, well, do you believe in term limits? I sure do, because I just imposed my own. Okay. But, uh, so I will not be in an official uh, position to do that. But you know what? If I got reelected back to another position, yeah, absolutely I would. I have, I've done that in the past, and I'll keep doing that in the future. Well, Rep. Newberger, man, I appreciate right. you calling in. With Pavin and I, definitely appreciate you calling in, especially yeah. in this uh, this snownami, as uh, Barrera <laughs> would call it. We appreciate you and good luck. And we got to have yeah, you back. God bless you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate you. Bye bye. Well, Pat, man. Yeah. Um, Boy. Good. Yeah, absolutely. I love when we have elected officials on. We can actually, you know, this is Keep It Real Radio, and they know that they don't get, uh, when they come on here, they don't get asked those softball-ass questions. We know yeah. we, we give it to us straight and raw, and uh, I, I like that. But again, I, what you and I always talk about, you being a Republican, me being a, a Democrat, is what we talk about is the Republican Party uh, making it their business to make to forge relationships with black folks and then win or losing because they'll blame Democrats being in charge. But then if they lose, you never hear from them again. And then that's mm -hmm. my qualm is like, okay, you run now because you don't get elected, but then you've got, mm -hmm. you've, you, you, you've got all these great ideals prior to, mm -hmm. you know, put your money where your mouth is, whether you win or lose that, that that's just how I feel. But that's where the parties should be the, like the reservoir of those ideas, where if a particular candidate doesn't move forward, then those ideas don't just die or move away with those candidates. 
it moves forward with the party. And so I think the parties should be the reservoir of those ideas. And so, you know, that's what we kind of see on the national level where with Trump, it's not so much Trump's personality, even though that's a big part oh, it's of it. his personality. It's a lot of the ideas. Well, yeah, it is what's driving it, because, like, if it was Pence or someone else, like, it wouldn't be the same. Yeah, so in that sense, it is true. So that's kind of a unique situation. But it should be the ideas um, that are behind that person that people should rally behind and move forward, because if the person stumbles and falls, then all your faith and hope and trust has been put in that one person, kind of like a pastor. And then when that person has a moral failing or doesn't do something you like, then people like to jump off the train. And we kind of see that going on now with Trump. Oh, you're going to be jumping off. You're going to be jumping off. You're going to be jumping off because that train is going to end up. What he does after, you know, moving forward, because you should be able to disagree with people, but still be on that train. But it just depends on, you know, if they keep screwing up then, you know, then there comes a time that you do have to leave the train. That train is on its way to jail. So if you're, if you're smart. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, well, I don't know. I don't know what they found in that office. So, we, you know, exactly. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's yeah. bad when a lawyer gets a lawyer. I mean, come on, man. When a lawyer gets a lawyer, you know, you know, it's bad. You know what I'm saying? So but I don't think like they could use anything that they found, though. I, it is legal. Totally yeah. legal. Uh, yes, well, no, no, because, you know, you it's that's, legal that's the bedrock. One of the bedrocks of our legal system is that attorney client privilege. So oh. you can't go in there, look at files and then say, oh, they discussed this. And, and that. no, you, you can't do that. That really um, actually harms the very foundation of our legal system. So I don't think anything that they find in that capacity would be, you know, would be uh, legal. Yeah, but right. I'm not an attorney, so well, we should get one on. We will. That's know, that's what, what we should do next week. What we should do it in the next ten minutes. Uh, in, in our first ten minutes next week, we should get a lawyer to come on and tell you how wrong you are. Okay. Like like always, Patwin. Yeah, thank you for calling. <laughs> thank you for okay. calling in, even though you were snowed in. Yeah, man, we'll hear from you and see you next week. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah, we have a great show next week. We do have a great show next week. I can't wait. John Thompson and Rep. Nick Zerwas. Make sure everybody watches live and listen to us. Pat, when I appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us. This is Black Republican Back Democrat.